The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Taylor Williams mentions rewriting history when talking about the Chicago Bears quarterback history. Also, he will not share his medicals with all 32 teams in the draft. Is that a little bit concerning? Drake May also talks about the Chicago Bears. We'll talk about those things, some of the best safety prospects in this draft for the Chicago Bears. And it's Friday, so that means we're diving into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So both quarterbacks, well, two out of the three quarterbacks, and Kayla Williams and Drake Make took, took the uh, stadium yesterday. And, of course, Kayla Williams was asked a lot about the Chicago Bears, the Bears' history with quarterback and he said this i'm my own player i tend to create history and rewrite history now that history that he's mentioning is the fact that the chicago bears have had 29 different starting quarterbacks since 2000 and when you look at that the closest thing that we had to really saying that we had a franchise quarterback was jay cutler now the hope was that when justin fields came in he was going to break that the, the chicago bears quarterback curse and because of the things that went on with the team both his own progression coaching situations things like that it has left, it's done everything but that. So now that's where we sit right now with Caleb Williams and a lot of Bears fans wondering what's going to happen if the if the Bears are going to, you know, uh, draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields, trade the number one overall pick, get the historic haul that so many people are talking about. When it comes down to it, if Caleb Williams is drafted, he would be or could be the 30th starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears in just 24 years. Now that's still a long-ass time when it comes down to it. So that's kind of all the, the situations around that. And the press conference with Caleb Williams and getting to the podium, of course, there was a lot of quotables there, things like that. Um, you know, but the thing with Caleb, him saying, you know, he was asked about his size, right? And, you know, he said that this is the first time he's been asked that he's 6'1", 6'2". He even said, I'm about the same size and weight of Aaron Rodgers, which that has been a comparison that's now been thrown around a lot to it. You know, when it comes down to it, like Caleb Williams handed the press conference well. You he handled it absolutely well and handled it like somebody who had been there before. Now, did he come off like a little bit of a dickhead? Yeah, but all quarter, that's all quarterbacks. They, they should, right? You have that confidence. You, you're, you're clearly going to be the number one overall pick. You should come off like that a little bit. So, again, that's not a personal shot to him. When I say dickhead, you guys know, if you're from Chicago, you understand the term dickhead gets thrown around a lot. We don't mean anything by it, so please don't take it that way. Before you guys get the keyboard warring in the goddamn comment section, it's not that goddamn serious. But with that said, so, you know, that's what came out of it. Now, we also found out yesterday that, or early today, that Caleb Williams will not be sharing his medicals with all 32 teams in the NFL, leading some people to ask, well, what's going on with those medicals? Is there something there? I don't think so. Like, I, I'm not too worried about it when it comes down to it personally. Like, I get it. It's all about posturing. The last thing you want is somebody kind of mulling over the fact that you got a spraying big toe or something like that, right? When it comes to it, this situation with Caleb Williams 
the Bears and everything. Like we even heard over on the Windy City Breeze, not to the Windy City Breeze and Path the Designer. But of course, there are questions around Caleb Williams' leadership, right? That's been one of the things with him. He's a gunslinger, things like that. But overall, when it comes down to it, the Bears are this decision is going to come down soon. And I would not be surprised at all if we know something coming out of the weekend into next week. And we'll see what ends up coming of that. And like I said before, anybody who's a Bears fan, if you are a Chicago Bears fan first, it's just about getting the right decision made. And if Kayla Williams does end up becoming the new quarterback of the Chicago Bears, we here at Chicago Bears Central are going to root for him. We have, of course, our own thought process. But at the end of the day, you get drafted by this team. We want to see you be successful. Now, another player that's, you know, of course, one of the probably going to be the second quarterback drafted was Drake May. And Drake May was also asked about it when it came down to it. And uh, you, he was asked about, you know, potentially being drafted by the Bears and Bears fans, you know, when it comes to Mitch Strabinski and the comparisons there. And I love his answer. Now, I don't think the Bears are going to draft him, but I do love his answer. They're saying this. I think people analyze the helmet more than the player. And he also said about Chicago, it's a great sports town. Chicago is good as it gets. I just went in there and let, let it be known who I was. Listen, if Ryan Poles is as open as what Ryan Poles has said it is, I really do. I, and I believe that. It's going to come down to a couple of things, right? And they're going to use the mindset, the leadership part as part of their evaluation. And it sounds like Drake May did himself a good a favor in, in the case of that. But, you know, it seems like this race is going to come down to Caleb or Justin. And it wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility for Ryan Poles to throw a swerve out there and maybe go a different direction and still trade down. Probably not going to get that historic haul, but still trade down. But, you know, don't count out Justin either. But as the clock keeps ticking, we may have that decision sooner rather than later. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Now, with that said, I said coming up on today, we we're going to talk about some of the best safety prospects in this draft. I'm going to start off with a guy that I've been talking about a lot here. He's my favorite pick that I like to see the Chicago Bears get. And that's Jaden Hicks out of Washington State. 6'3", 215 pounds. This guy, when it comes down to it, instinct. And all, by the way, all these safety prospects are probably going to go on day two. Uh, so that, that there you go there. But Jaden Hicks, like the instincts that he has is just, it's ridiculous. On ball skills as well. He's versatile in where you can line him up at. He, he listen, he's one of the smartest uh, players that you're going to find at the position as well. He can use both in the run game and pass coverage. This guy's just an impact player in the wings waiting. And it honestly seems like for some reason, some of his, it, it, the, the criticisms around him are, are draft, uh, dropping his draft stock a little bit. Now, he's not the fastest person. He does also have some tackling issues, which we've already had with Eddie Jackson, so maybe that turns the Bears off on him. And he struggles some in man-to-man coverage. Now, we know that the Bears will still run that antiquated zone coverage system, so that's not too big of a concern specifically for the Chicago Bears. But if you're looking at it and saying if you ever have to switch systems, maybe there's some concern there. But I do think that Jaden Hicks is a day two player. He's going to go drafted in that day two. And whatever team drafts him, he has the potential to become a starter right away. His foot speed is one of the questions. And I and I said that tackling thing. But outside of that, Jaden Hicks is a big time playmaker. And I would not be mad at all if the Chicago Bears decide to go his way. But can't zero in on just players that I would like to see the Chicago Bears draft. There's another one, uh, another two that I want to bring up in this. Carmen Kitchens out of Miami. This is a guy that Bobby actually brought up. This, he's definitely somebody. He's 5'11", 205 pounds. He recorded 11 interceptions and 120 tackles over his last two seasons in college football. This guy is also a dog. He's one of the best safety prospects in this draft as well. The aggression, the, the instincts as well. You don't have kind of the tackling concerns that you have with, with Jaden Hicks as well in this draft. And when you look at it, 
Ryan Pose has found almost all of our secondaries come from the second round. Jaquan Brisker, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, all players that were drafted in the second round, but we've seen how the Bears have been able to develop these guys. I think I like Kitchens as well as another prospect that the Bears could get in that second round that really could pay off big dividends for the Bears in the future. And then the next one, the last one I'm going to talk about on today's episode is Kitten Oladopo. Oladopo, I believe is how you pronounce it. He's, a, he's listen, it's another another uh, a starting level safety that, that can be got here for the Chicago Bears. The thing with it also is that he also can play in the slot. And and he he really could help the Bears in in either man or zone coverage. He's really solid. He's a physical safety as well in this, and you gotta like that about it. And he's quick. The dude is absolutely fast. And he was a starter for three years at Oregon State. He totaled three interceptions and 250 tackles over that time. Now, for the Bears fans that want to see somebody who's a ball hawk who can get the ball, maybe there's some questions there. But these are the three guys at that safety position that I really hope the Bears walk away with one of these guys at least. I think they can do wonders for the Chicago Bears. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on that down below. Now, it's Friday, so that means it's mailbag day. It's time to get into these voicemails for today. The first one, this one's coming from Fred. Hey, Cognac boy, Steve-O, Kevo, what it do, fellas? This be your boy, Fred, man. Man, I can't wait to just this free agency here in this draft be over with, man. I'm so tired of hearing this talk about, what, what, like, the main media know what the fuck the Bears going to do as far as trading up the field and all that. I'm, I'm just tired, man. I'm just ready to, to, to get this out the way. And I'm just ready, you know what I'm saying, because it's, it's annoying, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm so tired of people thinking, oh, the Bears going to take Caleb and all this. And my thing is, my question for y'all, how is that they keep trying to compare this man to Patrick Mahomes because they seen what he did his Heisman year? I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, y'all keep going off this man Heisman year, and y'all not going off to this past season what he done. I thought that's what you're supposed to do, go off the past season when somebody played, not go back to – the season uh, previous before that. Like, it makes no sense. This dude, he doesn't have an agent, so that's a red flag right there. Ryan Poe's not going to deal with a, a player that doesn't have an agent. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that knocks it out the box right there because he went through this with Roquan, and Roquan didn't have an agent, and what did he do? Trade him. So at Ryan Poe's, if he's smart as I think he is, I believe he trade that number one overall pick. He get you know some hall picks, you know he get a, he get hella picks back. He build around Justin. He had, go through free agency as free agency as well, and bring you know what I'm saying personnel players in as well. They can help this team win. Because honestly, you know I watched the show uh, yesterday. Uh, what was that Thursday? Hayes was talking about is Eberflus on the high seat. I don't even think Eberflus just on the high seat. I think Ryan Poe's on the high seat as well too. Because if he sit here and trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb and Caleb don't pan out to be the quarterback as everybody projected him to be, then I think his ass will be on the high seat as well, too. So if I know he's a smart man, he would go with Justin because he know what he has in Justin. And I, and I don't know why nobody's not talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. like that anyway. And, and, and I, all, all they keep talking about is quarterback, quarterback. I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about quarterback. Talk about other positions and other players as well, too. Like, come on, man. Like, this, this, this shit is getting out of hand, man. And everybody keep hollering. 10-28. I'm like, fucking Troy Aikman, he was 6-27. He didn't win his Super Bowls to, like, what? His fourth year. So, what are we doing here? So, I, I just hope Ryan Poles, man, make the right right decision, keeping Justin Fields and trading that number one pick and building around, you know what I'm saying, this team and, and get this team ready and rolling for the playoffs and some possible Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying, appearance as well, though. So, let me know what you think, fellas. 
Chicago up, better have enough. Comparing Caleb Williams to Mahomes, I mean, listen, comps are going to be a thing. And I think when you when you realize it, like, I don't think people are saying, well, most of the time, reasonable people, when they make comps, they're making comps to kind of the skill set, right? Caliber and skill set are different. You can have very similar skill sets, but that doesn't mean you're the caliber of the player that you're being compared to. But I think they mean it kind of both ways with Caleb Williams. But, you know, I like that comparison that, that you Swifty and other people have made as far as like Aaron Rodgers with that. Now, as far as the no agent part of your voicemail, here's what I'm going to say to that. You, you know, I like to talk about things from both sides. You guys know I'm a guy that would love to see Justin Fields get an opportunity with the new uh, offensive staff and better weapons in the offensive line. But when it comes to it, the agent part of it, Ryan Poles didn't trade Roquan Smith because he didn't have an agent. He actually was negotiating with Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith was traded because he he wanted uh, 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 a money that kind of set the tone for linebackers in the NFL. That was the thing. So I think this kind of notion that, you know, that uh, Ryan Poles won't deal with a player with no agent is kind of overblown to a degree. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% sure that Ryan Poles would much rather negotiate with a player that has an agent, as with most GMs in the league. But I don't think that that's going to be a determining factor in drafting a young rookie if they if you see him as your guy. So I don't think that, that, that that's going to be the case. Now, as far as Poles being on the hot seat, here's what I'm going to say. You're, you're right. If Poles trades Justin Fields and he shines and Caleb doesn't, that can put Ryan Poles on the hot seat. But again, in fairness, the same could be said the other way around. If he passes on Caleb and Justin Fields ends up not turning out to be great and Caleb ends up turning out to be great, that can equally put him on the hot seat. So it's not this thing that it's like, well, Poles will only be put on the hot seat if we draft Caleb and, and trade Justin Fields. It could happen either way. That's why Ryan Poles is spending so much time really going over all the options and scenarios to make the best decision because, yeah, I'm not saying he's doing it just to avoid being on the hot seat, but you want to get this right for your franchise to build around going forward. And even Ryan Poe saying that they have the time, this, this chance this season to really set an amazing foundation. And we'll see what they're going to do with that. But great voicemail, Fred. Thank you for that one. Let's get into this next one. This one is from Derry. What's going on, guys? Uh, Derry from Dallas here, man. Uh, I'm just wondering, dude. I just had a thought. Why is it that when people talk about Justin Hill's stats, and I'm tired of talking about Justin. I, I really am. I wish they just go ahead and name him the starter and move on. But it's still a thing, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, why, why do people that they always talk about how he's 29th in PBR in the fourth quarter and all that type of stuff? I just don't understand why that's such a bigger headline and nobody is taking into account like what he had. If you go back and look at, at, at that Matt Nagy team that he had, I mean, he had hardly any offensive line, no receivers. You look at what he did have with Getsy. Yes, his fourth quarter numbers were bad last year, but we also had fucking Luke Getsy last year. You know, and he was just calling unbelievably stupid plays in the fourth quarter. And I just I don't understand why the league, the media can't analyze that if we as fans see it. You know, I, I just I don't I don't understand why that's not taken into account. Why is it just simply, hey, you know, he didn't do good in the fourth quarter. I get it. The quarterback's going to take the blame for the loss. And, you know, I, I get that. But I just don't understand how people don't look with their fucking eyes, dude, and see what he had to work with. Yes, if you look at his numbers. Justin's numbers probably aren't that great, but he has never had a good offensive coordinator since he's been in the league, you know? And if he's good enough to be traded for a second-round pick, which is what people are saying, then that means he's, he's franchise quarterback potential. People don't give up second-round picks for a guy that's a bust. They just simply don't. So I'm, I'm so confused, man. This Chicago sports media and fan base is so damn 
of toxic. I don't even know. I, it's like it's beyond logic at this point. Like from a logical perspective, you're looking at that kid, you just see his talent. And, yeah, his fourth quarter numbers are bad. Yes, he has, you know, he hasn't really beat Green Bay all that much, and that's a big thing in Chicago. I get that. But, man, we've had some terrible offensive coordinators, and I just don't understand why that's not taken into account. Now we got a better GM that I trust more. So I, I guess if he wants to bring a quarterback in, I have to trust his opinion. He's been nothing but great so far. But, man, it, it's just it's so stupid that it's almost illogical to sit here and just judge Justin Fields, but just completely be blind and disregard the fact that he's had no offensive coordinators and a mediocre offensive line at best. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. That's just, just the thought that I had. I don't understand the psychology behind sports media anymore. Uh, but just let me know what you think, brother. Check this up. Bear down. Darius always one of the most level-headed people, even though he, he can be he can be a little a little off off the rip sometimes. But love Darius, man. Um, here's the thing: Luke Getzey absolutely had an impact on on Justin Fields, and that's regardless. Now, there's also fair things to say about Justin Fields in his own development, right? I always want to talk about it and try to shoot it straight. Um, but for the people that say that try to eliminate the fact of Luke Getzey's impact on Fields' development, I'm sorry, you're missing the point. Now, I'm not saying it's all on that, but it definitely affects that. Absolutely. And if you don't think coaching matters and affects somebody's development, then I don't know what to tell you. You're just, you're not a real sports fan in that case if you don't think that it happens. But again, you got to, sometimes also you got to look at a player to own that own development. I always say this, every player has their own perfect scenario in which they can develop in. Sometimes it needs to be more structured. Some players can develop with less structure around it, right? Justin Fields, we saw it. with less structure, changing offensive coordinators, he has not overcome a lot, some of the things that he needs to develop and work on his own game. Now, some of that's still on him. Some of that's on the coaching staff. And who's to say with a better coaching staff, uh, you know, maybe he, he overcomes that. And that's his own perfect scenario to do that in. And as far as the national media not taking all things into consideration, it's what we've talked about before, Darius, is because the national media is about making the hardest takes possible to get those clicks. And that's what it is. It's all about headlines. It's all about clicks. It's all about story turning. That's what it is with the national media. That's why I really, I don't fuck with the national media much. I just don't. I, I like Outside of the closest thing that I listen to or, or support daily that's the national media would probably be Pat the Designer over at the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. That's the closest thing to national media that I would support. Everything else, like I watch it. I, I look at the clips because I want to stay informed on what they're saying about our team. But generally, the national media is a bunch of, it's, it's bullshit. And, you know, that's just how I feel about it. Guys, let me know how you feel on that one. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Big Steve. What's up, brother? It's good to be back again. Big Steve out in L.A. You know, I wanted to really quickly touch on something. I'm glad you guys is not pushing that quarterback agenda thing. It's, it's getting old. It's getting old. Me, I love Justin Fields. Simple as that. I love him. I want him to stay here in Chicago. I want him with the Bears. But like you said, Regardless of who the quarterback going to be, they're going to be in a much better situation than Justin ever was with the Bears. This is why one of the reasons I really hope that it's Justin. We've seen what Justin can do in the NFL without help. But I want to get off of that. I want to ask you, you brothers today, man, we got so many other gaps, so many other issues that we need to address. But everybody's so surrounded by the quarterback. Ain't nobody talking about this center. We need a center. We need a center badly. Not only that, I really believe we need a we need some guards, offensive guards, and we need a left tackle. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback on this. I'm just standing on the offensive side of the ball right now. We know we have needs also on the defensive side, but on the offensive side, for whatever quarterback it may be, we need a center, some guards, 
and a left tackle. Do y'all agree with me or not? So many other positions for the Bears to fill. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And and I and I don't think that you can overlook that. We we have tons of positions that we need to fill on this team. Absolutely. And you, you, anybody who's overlooking that is just missing the point. The Bears have positions that they need to fill big time, and it does not go away. And, you know, we'll end up seeing what comes up. man. I, I, I look at it and say this. Um, the positions that the Bears have to fill are positions that I think the Bears are going to fill regardless, right? And so they, they know they're going to do that. But the quarterback is always going to get the most conversation because it's a it's the position of quarterback in the NFL, so it's always going to be the talk. People aren't going to talk like, hey, what centers do you think? That's what us right here is for, right? That's what me, Swifty, and and um, I don't want to uh, undercut it. Even the tape never lies, right? Um, you know, other Bears podcasts, the Windy City Breeze, those guys, like, all great. Barrelissimo, like, these are all great, like, they, they, that's for us to cover. The national media is going to, when there's a quarterback story, they're going to cover the quarterback story. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Book. Yo, 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 Hayes. What's up, man? This Book, man. Hey, uh, blessings to you and yours, man. I know it's been a while, man. I had to had to fall back, man, because all the, I'm just sick of everything, man. I'm sick of the quarterback speak. I'm sick of everything. But um, this, this offseason, man, has been a trip, man, because, Everybody is just talking out the side of their necks, man. At one, at one day they saying Justin Fields is for sure gone. Then the next day they say the number one pick is gone. And then they said Caleb is. If you pass on Caleb, you stupid. Now they saying Jalen, uh, Jaden Daniels should be the first overall pick. Don't nobody know what they talking about, man. Everybody just talking and talking. That's why the, the media, the national media make me sick, man. And it's crazy to me that the Bears are getting so much pub when nobody really gives a damn about that team. But now everybody want to jump on the bandwagon. But you know what? Y'all can go ahead and jump right back off because I do have a feeling no matter who is under center that the Bears are about to explode and about to be a contender for years to come. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but I'm saying they're going to be in the running for playoffs, and for potential championships for years to come. Ryan Poles has built this team exactly how it should have been built from the beginning. He's the first GM to do it. Instead of throwing patches on things, he is actually building this team from the ground up the correct way for sustained success. But that's all I wanted to say, man. Uh, have a good weekend. Shout out to all the familiars. Uh, shout out to Cache. Shout out to Marifa. The, the 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 reverend, <laughs> as I call him, because he be on here preaching. Everybody else that called in, man, hey, Chicago up, bear down. I'm still surprised you didn't put that on the shirt yet. All right, man, peace. First of all, uh, book, you know, I, you know, I love you, brother, and I'm always gonna rock with Booker, uh, book because book shoots it straight, man. And here's the thing: Ryan Post has built this team amazingly, and that's the thing that I'm gonna take away from it. What Ryan Post has done and the foundation that he's laid has been great. When you look at how he's cleared the dead cap. How he cleared some of the veterans. Yeah, we missed those veterans, things like that. But who we replaced them with? Yeah, we didn't re-sign Roquan. But listen, we end up getting TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds to add to Jack Sanborn. And we got Noel Sewell in the wings to hopefully develop some. Look at Javon Dexter, the defensive line, getting Montez Sweat. I just talked about all the second-round picks that have turned into starters for us in that secondary. All important parts of what Ryan Poles has done. Now, the offense has not gone addressed in a lot of ways that Bears fans and me would like to see it addressed even though I'm a defensive guy, but Ryan Poles is setting a really good base, and I do trust Ryan Poles to make this decision. Regardless of what happens with Justin Fields or anyone, the expectations of this team are going to be that of, let, what can we make the playoffs? Can we go on this run? Because that is the important part of it. 
I really do think that. Now, you to say that, the, that he set the foundation of us being this playoff team and championship caliber team for years and years forward, that's the job of a GM. And I like that we have a GM that it seems like we can trust that he has the mindset and the focus to really develop as much as this team as humanly possible and to get us in a place where we're, we're going to have that sustained success, right? That's what we want to see is the sustained success. The quick success is easy for some teams to have. But if, when you build something meaningful and you do it right, you have that sustained success that goes over years and years to come. And, yeah, you're going to have to make audibles. You're going to have to make changes. You're going to get some things wrong. There are going to be some players that disappoint. But when you build it right, it is sustained over time. And that's what we deserve to see here in Chicago. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Ant. What up, Hayes? It's your boy Ant, the big homie, calling from downstate Illinois by way of the west side. Look, bro, I know you guys are tired of hearing about the quarterback. I don't want to say controversy, but the quarterback situation. I know you hear one more comment. probably makes you want to go early in the trash can. But I'm going to look at it from a different perspective, bro. I heard what Ryan Poe said. He said they like to look at quarterbacks in two situations, either a surgeon or an artist. And, bro, I don't think he's describing Justin Fields when he's mentioning those two types. Because if you think about, yes, us Chicago fans, we love Justin. He's a bear. He's a physical, hard nose. Like, you just go, you know, stick his nose in the situation, try to get get it done. But do we need that from our quarterback? Is Justin able to read defenses and process things in real-life game speed? Can Justin make the correct check? to offset what the defense is trying to do to him. Can he play that that chess with the defense mentally? Maybe he can get there, but I don't think he's there. I don't even know if he's that type of quarterback. I think Justin is a read and react as far as physical capabilities, but is he there mentally? And I don't, I, you know, that was one knock that they used to say about black quarterbacks. And trust me, I'm not, I'm not trying to go there because we didn't came a long way. And, you know, that's something that they said to hinder, you know, the black quarterbacks back in the day. So, I'm not saying that, but all I'm saying is when he gets to the line, is he processing things at a quick enough speed? And maybe, you know, maybe that's not what Justin Strong suits it, but maybe that's what Caleb, maybe that's that's the distinctive factor between him and Caleb. Maybe that's what we need, bro, because there's a couple throws that Justin just didn't see last year, and it, guys was wide the fuck open, and he just didn't see it. Now, all quarterbacks miss throws. That's not, you know, he's not Dan Marino or nobody, so he's not perfect by no stretch of the imagination. All quarterbacks miss throws. But are they saying that he's not processing the information in a quick enough manner to where they feel comfortable? And one more thing, one more caveat before I get off of here. If you were the general manager, if you were Ryan Poe and your job is on the line with this pick, I don't see how you can pass up Caleb. Knowing your job is online, I don't see how you can do that. But like, let me know what your thoughts was. Um, thoughts is, appreciate the content, bro. Love watching. Y'all know what it is. Chicago up. Question on, qu- on, on Fields processing. Yeah, those questions absolutely exist, right? And I, and I want to be clear here. Any, in, in me saying that I'm a Justin Fields supporter does not mean that I think Justin Fields is perfect. I think sometimes because we've become so so rational, like galvanized as a fan base, right, that it's like, hey, what are we doing? Or polarizing. We're polarizing, galvanized. Which one's positive? You guys know what I mean, right? That as a fan base that like it's like this thing that we just look at it and, and if you say something positive about Justin, people take it as you're saying in the knockabout. Caleb, are you saying Justin's pr- uh, perfect? If you, you say a positive about Caleb, somehow you're saying – you're talking shit about Justin or whatever else. Like, 
at the end of the day, both these quarterbacks have big flaws. And what I've always said since this offseason has started is that Ryan Poles has to look at it and say, do I feel like with the situation that we're building, can Justin Field over, overcome his flaws or is Caleb the better prospect and he can overcome his flaws and who's going to be, be the height to really get us to where we need to go? And that's what it is. And like I said in the first voicemail, Poles' job could be on the line either way. If you don't get this decision right, and I don't mean like the outcome could be that both of them suck. Let's just say that that's a possibility, right? But if you, if you choose one of these quarterbacks and the other one excels while the other one does not develop, then that's start when you get into a part where your job could be on the line. So I don't want to look at it as your job's just on the line if you pass up on Caleb or your job's just on the line if you trade Justin. It really comes down to it could go either way. And that's why Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren and everybody, they understand the importance of getting this decision right and what this can mean not only for your franchise but possibly for your job in the future as well. Great voicemails from everyone there. By the way, y'all, next week, here's what I want. I know the quarterback situation is the biggest talk. Can we get some voicemails that aren't about the quarterback? Like, can we get, I know we got one in here. Can we get some other voicemails in here that aren't about the quarterback? We know it. We understand where everybody sits on the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams debate. Can we get some non-quarterback? I'm On Friday next week, I'm going to prioritize non-QB question voicemails. So there you go. Doesn't mean I won't play some or one or two, but I'm going to prioritize and look for in the voicemail bag voicemails that aren't about the quarterback position. There you guys have it on that one. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.